Welcome into Washington Football Crunch. I am one of your three hosts. My name is Micah Chen, and I am joined by Luke Monger and Jackson Garner. So for days now, we have been entertained with the possibility of Kellen Moore becoming the UW offensive coordinator. But other than Jimmy Lake wanting to bring him in, what exactly makes us believe this has any chance of happening? So the one, the one thing that I think, especially now, with at least the Dallas Cowboys versus the Washington Huskies, is when, when you, if you have a coach, I feel like with the name power of Mike McCarthy, like will people see the Cowboy offense as Kellen Moore's offense next year? Will he even be calling plays? That sort of thing, right? Mm. Where at, he would be, he would be the commissioner of the Husky offense next year. So that's I think the one thing that stands out there. Um, otherwise, it, it would be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, the the Cowboys will have a pretty big budget in order to pay whoever their offensive mm-hmm. coordinator is. But that's not to say that the Huskies won't either. You know, yeah. I think that the Huskies would be willing to to fork over a fair amount of money. But at that point, do you want to spend over a million dollars on a quarter or on an offensive coordinator who's only been an offensive coordinator for one year, albeit in the NFL? I right? think if you I think if you're the Huskies, you do. But I also think the the other thing that the Huskies kind of have going for is just like the weight of the job of being the offensive coordinator in Dallas, kind of the weight that's on his shoulders. You know, he's in a situation where he's in, or Dallas has Mm -hmm. had a good offense, but they've underperformed at times and they can't really get it together to get in the playoffs. And and people are starting to, you know, ask questions and that's going to, there were no questions asked about the offensive coordinating at the University of Washington. This <laughs> well, year. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> saying that. I'm not saying that. But if Kellen Moore came to Montlake, he would be. It would be a, a kind of a breath of fresh air in the sense that we're looking for you to kind of rebuild this offense, kind of find its identity again, and that could be a lot easier than kind of being on the hot seat in Dallas. You know that is a good point. I mean, it, it definitely is a position in the public eye, and like you said. I, the one thing that's interesting is the Cowboys had the sixth scoring offense in the NFL, and I think number one in yards, right? Yeah. And they had the ninth or eleventh or somewhere right around ten scoring defense, mm-hmm. and they're still eight and eight. Yeah, it's like the, obviously the exact opposite of what happened with the Seattle Seahawks in terms of uh, like just scoring differential. Yeah, well, but and also I think- it's like. So, I mean, obviously their offense was good, but they would also, so they dropped 30 or more in eight games and they dropped like 40 or more four times, you know? Yeah. yeah so it's like, did they just the Dolphins, wall up some bad teams? The Redskins. Well, I feel like at, like at some pretty critical times, like they, the offense the was not performing. Again. And, no, like know, they had a 12, 10 I mean, loss they were, to the they were, tr- they were truly had an elite offense at times and then it, was less than. And it's not like they were devout of talent. Points. On top of that, yeah, exactly. You know, they yeah. had or deprived of talent. I think devout so, is but, definitely the wrong word there. Yeah, so but I mean, <laughs> like on the other on the other hand, like there is just like the pedigree of being the offensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. You know, like that's got to be attractive sure. too. You know, so I, I mean, there's a lot there's a lot to keep him in the NFL. You know, the other thing that's interesting that I, I wonder if it's a consideration. Like, let's say. The Cowboys and the Huskies come and both offer a million dollars, right? Salary, like exact same terms. The money's right? not an issue. Okay. The money is so, so, yeah, so money's, money's not money. an issue. Obviously, like Washington, close to home, it's entirely his offense. Dallas, very cool for the pedigree. 
uh, but maybe more in the public eye. Do you think the fact that you might, and then like this may or may not, like, I don't know if this is blasphemous to say, but just with the element of recruiting, adding hours to your job per week, do you yeah, think that I could, could it, tilt yeah. against him wanting For to come sure. back to college? I mean, I, well, I think there is like a level of like, do you want to be in a more like professional setting about football? Like what kind of, how, what's your relationship to football? Like, do you want to be a guy who is a leader and a mentor to, to like young kids? Like, you know, that's what you love about Chris Peterson and stuff that he really values. That, and that's why he's in the college game. And I think to, a certain degree that's why mike leach likes being in the college game too because he's kind of this mentor figure in in you know the nfl it's not like that at all like your colleagues so there's a very different like relationship for sure uh in between college and nfl in that respect and it's like what what kind of what style of coach is kellen moore and I, i'm sure he kind of is asking himself that question too because he's he's still young and he he still has his time to establish himself as, as you know kind of whoever he wants to be. So I I think there is you know from that sense there is you know UW has a lot of appeal. Yeah, both jobs are stressful. One for the media relations, just the overwhelming like pressure of the entire uh, country uh, falling on you for how you handle the offense. And at UW, uh, it's stressful because it's year round. Um, you know, you don't have that Certainly. kind of same organized, um, you know, oh, you get this many weeks off or months off even in the NFL at times. And Kellen Moore, I mean, it, it, I he could definitely be a mentor. But, man, I've never heard a 32-year-old man be called a kid more often uh, by the media. Seriously. Uh, well, because yeah. he's so young, obviously. But, I mean, he's he's been around the game his whole life. And yeah. it just seems that strange kind of that position, he's seen as a rookie still. <laughs> in that kind of a position, you'd st- – Definitely a kid. Yeah, in the NFL, right? Sean McVay yeah. is still called a kid, yeah. yeah. Uh, the thing is, like, when we talk about him coming home, I never really understood that because have you guys ever been to Prosser? It really, no. it, it's it's far and it doesn't even feel close to Seattle, like, in any way. I don't understand that coming home. Like, he has no relation with Seattle oh, or UW. Oh, come on. You are, you are very, uh, Micah, you are very Prosser in touch. Prosser is such a countryside. You are very <laughs> in touch with the regions of washington and that is highly respectable but for most people if you're from the state you can say if you were to come back to montlake that would be a good enough for coming home i think yeah prosser just has this so much tradition and culture that mustang pride that i would i wonder if it's enough <laughs> for him to for it to have any sort of nostalgia though you know what i mean no probably not no, I don't think that, but I mean... 14 hey, years after being, leaving the area. What, well, no, like, I don't doubt that they would say he's coming home, but yeah. he doesn't. He wouldn't feel like he's coming home. Like, it's not enough to tilt the scale. Well, uh, I don't know about that. I mean, like, being in the same state, like, as home, like, that's close enough for family. Like, yeah. your, your, like, parents could come to games every week. I don't know if, like, he as cares it- <laughs> about that. Like, some, I, I don't know, maybe some coaches do, or some coaches have that kind of relationship with their parents. Or, you know, family and stuff or have have them be around. So I think some people do value that in, in their consideration. I mean, it's it's close enough is what it is. Yeah, but at the same time, Dallas is a modern city. I'm sure that he has, there's a lot of things he likes about Dallas. So there's, there's positives yeah, and negatives yeah, no, for sure. location as well. I just don't know Kellen Moore personally. So, I mean, you know, it's kind of like what does he value? I, you know, I don't know. 
Well, recent reports say that uh, it's it's looking like a done deal that Kellen Moore will stay in mm-hmm. Dallas. Yeah, uh, Mike McCarthy's really uh, pushing that agenda right now. So it was fun while it lasted, and Jimmy Lake won't get what he wants. What a roller coaster! These you know? last few days have been <laughs> like uh, yeah, a quick. There, the, like there were rumors that Kellen Moore was announced at the University of Washington's team meeting on Sunday. Yeah, as the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Right. So. That's just ridiculous stuff. For, yeah, like who would lie about that? I guess like if, it, if that didn't actually yeah. happen, like it wouldn't. It, nobody would have told that story. Like it just well, it's you too know, specific. things happen. You know, <laughs> one, you know, one person tells it differently. You know, a source gets is. You know, you never know if it's first hand, second hand, third hand information. You know, stuff happens. I guess. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So now, so but there are reports saying that he's likely going to stay around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He it's, said he's leaning towards staying in Dallas. Uh, which interesting. You know, is understandable. And then it's like, well, God, who's next, you know? I mean, uh, I, I certainly don't know, but So, I'm I know this is obviously not I mean, I'm not it's not even speculation because I have no idea who's next, but just as a Husky football fan, I would love to see Mark Elfrich. I think that would be so awesome. That would be yeah, that would be cool. I think it would be ridiculously cool. And do you think? Do you think? I mean, gosh, he would probably be on a pretty short leash. You'd think. Oh yeah, I mean, he's been fired from his last two jobs. You know, it's like yeah. Which, is it I just mean, starting to trend down for Mark Elfrich? So th- I mean, and the other thing about that is not only he been fired from his last two jobs, but he was also in the booth for like a year or two. Yeah. You know. So do you think? Do you think he could be haunted in the set, like going to the Ducks' like biggest rival? And the thought that's of a good fired point. there and just kind of like living in his like shadow kind of, I don't know. That's, that's a good, kind of, you know, that uh, is a good question. <laughs> yeah. Pretty speculative, but uh, know, it's, it's possible. I don't know. I mean, you, you just think about the, I mean, and obviously having Chip Kelly at the helm mm-hmm. helped, but you you think about those offenses and then you think about the talent that that Huskies have been able to recruit on offense the past few seasons Mm-hmm. And you just start to wonder, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if you get if you get the right kind of talent, like yeah, at the end of the day, the job shouldn't be that hard for sure. And he's been wildly successful in the offensive coordinator position at the college level. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and he hasn't, but he hasn't been a college OC since twenty sixteen or twenty fourteen, twenty thirteen, right? And he did have some pretty tremendous talent with those Oregon teams. Yeah, I mean, maybe a little more talent than on, the, on these Husky teams <laughs> right now, but still, yeah. You guys want to hear some infuriating news? What's Always. It, what's yeah? What what's infuriating? So Gardner Minshew, he said oh, that instead of you? training this offseason, he's going to be taking a road trip across the country, and there is a hidden agenda here that I'm trying he to find. He did not say he There's, was not going to work out. He no no, he, but he did say he's going to take a road trip across the country, implying yes. that uh, that is not he was not going that to he be. is not going to work out. What there, what on earth? How does that imply that he's, he's just, not going he's to work out? He's just going on vacation, not uh, taking. You know, he's not going to facilities. He's not doing. He's uh, taking QB training. Yeah, he's taking time off to go on a road trip, but he's not not. But why? Out. Why? Why? Because you just had one of the, you probably you were the best rookie quarterback, and he's taking time off. Everyone takes time off. I think it's the wrong time. Do you in not his take time off from your job, Micah? Look, 
I don't. I just. What do you? I enjoy doubt his do? intentions. Okay. <laughs> I doubt. I doubt. I doubt why he's actually Gardner doing Min- this. No, I. Oh, I. No, I think Gardner Minshew legitimately wants to drive across the country in an RV with his posse, and just tear it up. I think he absolutely does. He's going to make tons of money off of it. Doing he's, what? Paid promotions? That's what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And he's gonna have a great time doing it. Yeah, going to going to barbecue restaurants and absolutely. He's going gonna to have a, he's gonna have an, it's gonna be an absolute riot of a time. I I couldn't even think I couldn't think of a better way to spend your time off after a phenomenal rookie season. For sure. So one thing that I thought was funny about the video where he mentioned something about like, if you know any cool spots or free stuff, it's like Gardner Minshew, he can't possibly think he's paying for one thing. Can he? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But I, but don't you love like the frugality? Like he's still looking like doesn't want to spend too much. Like he's like, you know, showing off his like massive new RV that he just bought, which is just like the funniest it's thing awesome. to buy and on like the contract that he's on. Cause like, that's still like kind of like a fight. Like, I mean, I, I don't know what he paid for that, but like, probably nothing. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I bet you like, it looked pretty nice. Like he probably paid like a reasonable amount. I don't know. For I, I think he's just going to get all sponsored at this point. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think he feels pretty comfortable in terms of like what he's making like from sponsorships and stuff like that, where it's like, it's not like, He's sweating over it, but like, it's just funny that like he's still like in that point of his career where it's like he doesn't have like crazy money, but like he has enough money to flex and do it in his like own fun way. I think that's pretty awesome. So you really believe that this is all his doing? Like he thought about this right no. before he went to bed and thought, no, no, I don't know if he, th- I don't know if he thought it about a, it, but a who team, can, like his agent, like a I group think, of people yeah. around him. If PR. you're a guy with the personality like Gardner Minshew, you should have a team thinking of ideas like how do we monetize this like how, how can we how can we maximize everything <laughs> all of your awesomeness because everyone loves him you saw dante pettis's tweet he was like how do you like how do you not not like that not like dante pettis said that <laughs> yeah he was like he's he i can't remember what he but he, he tweeted something along the lines of like it's really hard to not not like like i know he's uh from that school in red but it's hard not liking this guy or something like that yeah, yeah it's like, like word for word what it was yeah. like post in this instagram posts like every like in a different place i actually like looked at the map from um uh jacksonville to la and there's a lot of cool cities on this uh road and i mean what does that not sound like the coolest thing in the world to do when you're like what i mean 24 25 just like get in an rv a little bit with of like your friends <laughs> And then just drive across the country. I mean, that sounds freaking awesome. He's going to go to Tallahassee, Pensacola, Mobile. Like, I would love to do that. Like, I, I, I don't need the fame. And, like, I would just, you Jackson, know. you should. You got to discover yourself. Yeah. You're, you know, this is the go, time of your life to do it. <laughs> just go buy, go get an RV somehow. Probably not as nice of an RV <laughs> that, that Gardner Minshew's getting. but Or the same social media following from it. Yeah. I don't need the clout. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. I just oh. want the experience. He should do like organized meetups. He should, um, you know, tweet I mean, out I'm or something. Sh- like, oh, I'm sure he will. I'm, I'm going to be in El Paso. At yeah, abs- <laughs> he's going to be making money all along the way. And it, I mean, signing autographs. God, it. I mean, that, like, yeah. Do you think he has his like agent in the van just calling ahead? Like, sh- yeah, hey, like I'm going to like it's almost lunchtime. I'm going to call. Like, I don't know if he's pubs and be with. like, hey, look, they're they're going to be rolling through San Antonio. In six hours, I don't know. And if he'll he roll is with. this close to going to lunch at yeah. Applebee's. Right? <laughs> He's like, but 
for yeah 200 bucks and a free blooming onion he'd love to go down right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like i i don't know if he the agent would be going with him because that like i feel like that would kind of cramp ruin the experience style he was probably just like from his like you know home base just calling the shots like tracking him where he is and then just like you know <laughs> making all the phone calls that need to be made yeah. just like coordinating all the financial things are you worried that, that people be, will follow get, his RV like, on the highway? <laughs> well, Gardner Minshew just has a great time. I mean, everyone wins. I hope he has some security, man. It's going to get rowdy. I'm sure he will. He's going to get stalked by yeah. people. He's a national icon now. You think there's any symbolism in his final destination, Los Angeles? You think there's going to be like a... Because he's just this rock star in LA now? Yeah, like so, like he might do an appearance, uh, like, a, like a Hollywood thing or a TV show or... Because that's and a I weird mean, place to end a trip, I guess. Well, I mean, across the country, you go can't up, go any can't go any farther. I guess it is a cross country trip. Yeah, it's not like not like he can go farther west. I was thinking he'd go up north and go to Pullman or something. Oh yeah, well you know, he's been to Pullman before. If this goes longer than two weeks, this little uh, experiment he's doing, this little publicity stunt, I'm gonna start getting worried because he's got to win that job. If he doesn't win that job, it's over. You don't think he's won the job? <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's an open competition still. Oh, man. No, he's got it, I think. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville loves him, so. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we think he's pretty cool, too, so. Garner Minshew. Well, <laughs> I, some of us think he's pretty cool. You're pretty skeptical about him. I don't know. I just think that the, I just think there's something that he's hiding from us. Like, nobody's this cool. He's got some skeletons in You've there always somewhere. thought he's had an agenda, and he never has, but <laughs> oh, well. Um. Speaking of WSU quarterbacks, they brought in a couple, or they're trying to bring in a few right now. Uh, one of the most recent ones was Will Heckman, who is a local product from mm-hmm. the, the legendary Roosevelt High School. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. A, a run, <laughs> yeah, a, a running quarterback, from what I've heard, in the JC ranks. Yep, he played for the Roosevelt Rough Riders. The Rough Riders, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, Roosevelt yeah. Rough Riders, yeah. Uh, Seattle Memorial's finest. Yeah. Uh, so... The thing is, yeah, like you said, he th- runs it more than he throws it. Mm-hmm. So what makes this guy think he has any chance of ever being a starting quarterback? I mean, the only scenario I could think of is just some gimmick package that would run its course after the first game. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I think when the walk-on freshman or the walk-on you know, quarterback comes in, you have to have a pretty level head and keep your expectations tempered because it's not like you're going to be walking in and and competing for the starting job for the first few years, you know? Like if, if you know, look at Anthony Gordon. Like if you're one of those guys, if you're one of the walk-on quarterbacks and, you know, granted, Anthony Gordon was a scholarship He waited one year. Anthony Gordon? He waited, he waited one year to compete for the job. He he came in 2016, and 2016? He, he sat four years before he got the was job. Minshew Mania, that was 2018? Okay, yeah. Yeah, he sat yeah, four okay. years before but yeah, he yeah, he had a chance job. to compete in 2018 at least. Yeah, but I mean, he didn't get it. So, I yeah. mean, if you're a walk-on quarterback, you have to be looking at that in a similar way. It's like, Well, he doesn't have that much time. I mean, you know, however much time he has, you got to be thinking like, okay, you're hoping for senior year to go win a job and and at this point you're trying just to learn as much as you can your speed is a plus because like what we saw from Gardner Minshew like being able to improvise with with Mike Leach's offense is a huge bonus 
And like someone who can do that well is, is you know, Mike Leach is, is looking for someone like that. But you have to be able to do the other stuff too. And if he can't do that first, then, you know, forget about the speed or the running. So at, at for him, you know, you just got to go in and, and just try and learn as much as possible. And then hopefully at, at one point you're in a position to compete for the job. And then, you know, your speed becomes an asset for you. Because right now it's doing him nothing. He's got to be able to prove that he can do the other things first, the throwing part. Do you think this might be a move to help the scout team? Because of the running quarterbacks that WSU has struggled with this past yeah, I year, yeah, I'm sure that they like that too. Have uh, no, they don't have know, anything like that right now? I don't a know mobile the angel quarterback guy. <laughs> for a scout team. Yeah, no. That, I mean, that's a, that's good enough reason. Honestly, that's like that would convince me. Yeah, no. I mean, they've been hurt by they've been hurt by uh, dual threat quarterbacks quite a bit. So that's that's also an added bonus. Then another quarterback they're looking to bring in is Bryson Barnes. And he is from a small town in Utah, and it only has a population of 1,300. Yeah. But in this small town, he set the career passing record for Utah. He broke uh, Camon Cooper, who I think broke Cam Luke Cooper's, Falk. Am I Cam wrong Cooper's with that? record. What's up? Didn't, didn't Camon Cooper break Luke Falk's record or not? Nah. Was that Luke Falk? I, I don't know. No, no. He broke Camon Cooper's record, Bryson Barnes. Yeah. But I'm yeah. wondering who, who could Camon oh, Cooper who, break? Who, who did Camon Cooper? Yeah, whose record did he break? He, he, I, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I... I I don't know if it was Luke Falk. That would be very interesting if it was, though. <laughs> but I don't know that. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, no, it's, you know, I at this point, it's like, you know, every player is kind of a lottery ticket. Like, you know, who knows what you're going to get? These are walk-on guys. You know, your expectations aren't high, but hopefully you do get the next Luke Falk or someone like that. It just seems unnecessary considering they already have like seven quarterbacks on the roster that they're like, oh, well, let's bring in a grad transfer now. Let's bring in two walk-ons. Let's, well, no, you guys should share raid. some with the University of Washington. <laughs> <laughs> when you're the air raid offense, there's no, there's never too many quarterbacks. Or it's too not many a thing. receivers. <laughs> you always have another quarterback with another set of eyes, you know, another perspective. You only Don't need forget, one, you, you know, you can't forget Aaron Angelos too. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I, I said, um. I hope this Angelos kid can run because if he yeah. couldn't, that'd be weird. I mean, who knows? I don't. I I haven't even looked at. I mean, I don't know if they've released a spring roster yet. He he may not even be on the roster. Oh, Angelos. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. You know, walk-ons come and go pretty frequently. Yeah, he's from Philadelphia too. That'd be kind of lonely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this past weekend was the All-American game. Uh, super awesome. Do you guys watch that stuff? To be honest, I don't really watch. I mean, I have. <laughs> I have. I don't like make a point to watch it. I'll, I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I watched a few plays, and in those few plays, I watched like a seventy-five yard touchdown, like, <laughs> two pick sixes, a fumble returned for a touchdown. Like it was just a riot of a game. Well, it is. You know? I feel like they always are because, like, how long do they actually like practice together? Yeah, right? I mean, so, like, I mean, it's just like a out there, and then yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah, like Jalen McMillan's touchdown, the seventy-five yard slant play that turned into, or the the, the slant pass right? that turned you into know? a seventy-five yard so touchdown. It's like, because well, like it's eleven guys who have never played together on defense, and like one guy. That was your man. No, that was your like, man. Oh yeah, like that you lose. I don't know, like leverage, and it's just over, right? Because they're such freak athletes. I don't know. It's just, it's bred for enormous plays. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I mean, it's, I, I guess it's fun in that respect. It's kind of fun to watch, makes for entertaining plays, but I did not watch all of it. 
Well, you watched Dalen McMillan's touchdown at least, and that's all that we really care about. Exactly. Uh, that like, again, stuff like this just convinces, um, basically everybody also, that Jalen McMillan should be the next guy to play. <laughs> didn't you also have to sit around and watch a bunch of kids signed to Oregon? So that kind of you know, also that's part of the reason I didn't watch it. <laughs> you know, that's kind of uh, what's what's. What's more important, the the seventy five yard touchdown, the uh, All American game, or the All Americans who are just committing to the other school? schools that aren't yours? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like Georgia and stuff like that. But now everybody wants Jalen McMillan to start opposite Apuka next year, just like they wanted Austin Osborne and Marky Spiker to start two years ago. Yeah, um, just like they wanted Ty Jones to start before that, and then like guys like Trey Lowe. I mean, it's always about the exciting new toy. Yeah, with these doesn't matter. receivers, it just doesn't matter. <laughs> what their track record was in high school you cannot tell until they get to their you till they get to campus and start practicing with the team and you know from there you pretty usually pretty early on you can tell okay that kid can definitely compete as a freshman and, and the ones who can't usually you can tell and i mean not to say you don't give them some time but Mm-mm. you know i guarantee when you watched puka nakua Early on in camp, you saw a kid who was like, okay, that kid can play. Mm-hmm. Like, same, Max Borgie, same feeling. You watched him, he was like, oh, yep, no, he's ready to go. Whereas, you know, other guys, you know, Marky Spiker, Austin Osborne, it's like, okay, let's let's slow, slow down here a bit because yeah. these guys clearly aren't there, you know? Yeah, you, you know, I, I kind of feel the same way. I mean, obviously, like recruiting rankings – are exciting you know they get you all riled up but obviously i mean just an example right like marcus spiker was a top 100 recruit austin osborne was was right there as well mm-hmm. and aaron fuller had more receptions in his true freshman year than those two in their first year or first two years on campus combined right <laughs> yeah and it's like yeah. an aaron fuller was a three-star recruit with like five offers He's like right. under six feet, yeah. Yeah, exactly, right? So it's like, I don't. it's always obviously very hard to tell what's exciting about him being showcased like that in that kind of a game is it's clear that he's an elite athlete, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that already positions him for at least success because you can't teach athleticism, right? And, and if, if he shows up and, I don't know, he's, I don't know, have... It just like you know rises to the competition, right? Has a yeah. competitive spirit, yeah. is able to stand out and kind of routinely make plays and show that he's capable of making plays against college talent. Then that's like then I guess he crossed that bridge when he get there. But for now, I mean, I think it's premature to get ahead of yourselves with, with talking about him starting opposite of Pukunakua. But that's why recruiting is great because we're just selling hope at this point, you know? Oh, yeah. No, matter. for sure. It doesn't, it's it what doesn't makes college matter. football. It's one of the many things that makes college football so awesome. Doesn't matter until March once or when the early signees get there and then it's, you know, it's like, okay, does this hope bear fruit or does it not? Yeah. that's That is true. It's super fun to see how athletic they are and how you know exciting and you know, it's like same on the defensive side. It's, I was just thinking about um, Julius Irvin, how everybody was really excited about him and Kyler Gordon, and now mm-hmm. we're a few years in. It's just like, yeah, they're just guys on depth chart, and they, mm-hmm. they look good. <laughs> so that's true. Yeah, that it's always true. it's just it's really tough to, to yeah. make those calls. Easy yeah, to pass just, the eye test. <laughs> it is, for sure. Everybody's yeah. super optimistic at that time. 
So uh, on Sunday was the wild card round. Uh, when Deshaun Watson, he became kind of a – he's always been kind of a legend, but that escape was out of this world. Yeah, um, yeah that was fun. To give his team a chance to win. Uh, but were you guys kind of freaking out when uh, that you saw that it was Taiwan Jones that caught it? He was. I thought it was pretty hilarious. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you thought it'd be like, oh, it, be like DeAndre I mean, Hopkins. It, it, took or... me, it took me a little while, honestly, because like you know the play happened and I was just like pretty shocked about the play, and then it was just like, oh, like Taiwan Jones, man. That's <laughs> it's <laughs> wild. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. And nobody has heard in a while because in nine years he's only carried the ball fifty-three times, so he's never really. Uh, well, he well he's really made his living on special teams and uh, being tolerable to be around. That helps also with longevity. Mm-hmm. So Taiwan Jones, a product of Eastern Washington, uh, gets his uh, his um, highlight moment, his career highlight. I would say uh, outside oh, of college, outside of college, <laughs> right? He, he was he was a human highlight reel at Eastern, but but yeah, it's like that's like you wait your whole life to get an NFL moment like that. So hopefully he gets some more playing time now uh, over Carlos Hyde. Um, <laughs> Taiwan Jones is actually projected to be the starter until uh, really? Car- Carlos Hyde. Oh, no, well, because um, remember they lost uh, they lost a couple players. I think it was – they lost a few players that they thought was gonna, they, they, that was going to start in Houston. Oh, and so Taiwan okay. Jones found himself at the top of the depth chart, but then they signed Carlos Hyde or traded oh, for him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Early in the season. Just speaking yeah. of people from Washington and starting, watching the Seahawks play the Eagles after Sidney Jones has played some unbelievable football to end the season and started in week 17 and had an interception in a game that clinched a playoff spot for the Eagles, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I was Not only was I kind of mind-blown that they didn't start Sidney Jones – but I was looking through. I obviously it wasn't trending on Twitter, but I just looked up Sidney <laughs> Jones on Twitter, mm-hmm. and uh, people in Philadelphia were very unhappy with that <laughs> decision not to start Sidney Jones. Did he get slowed no, on DK? Really. That was a theory. Well, so no, but it was funny because I kept watching. I don't know who started in his place, just getting mossed by DK. <laughs> yeah, right. And I was like, well, it's your fault for not starting Sidney Jones. Not that Sidney Jones would have fared much better in those <laughs> circumstances, but it was fun to poke some fun at. At least it would have been know. more fun to watch DK <laughs> if he was uh, Ma Sidney Jones. I don't know yeah. if it would have been more fun for me to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well. It would be cool to see him play for sure. Uh, all right. Well, that does it for this week in Washington football. Um, yeah, we're just going to be hitting on the, the major offseason storylines uh, for the next uh, few episodes. And uh, you can catch us every single Tuesday on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you're podcasts from. And for all the updates on the local football scene, you can follow us on Twitter at Micah underscore Chen, at Luke Monger, and at Jackson M. Garner. And our very public, very open emails, Chen at yahoo.com. So for myself, Luke and Jackson, we are signing off. Thank you guys for listening.